You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The correct Jordan Hare Stadium time is 9.05 p.m. Central Daylight Time. Your digital audio device is tuned into the Orange and True podcast harbored by collegeatmagnolia.com. Greetings and salutations, Orange and Truthers. It is I, Drew Croson, at Crow 2 on Twitter. You can find me at Crow on Venmo. To one side of me through the magic of the internet is... Ryan Starrett, the rumor monger, at Ryan S. Starrett. The S is for show notes? September. Also, do you remember the first night of September, to the other side of me, giving you full Fort Payne ASMR, a man who wears a Hawaiian shirt, even though he doesn't think that there's a third world civil war coming, the AU chief. Not really third civil war, is it, Chief? It's the second civil war they're talking about. Those, those well, jerks. no, no. There's there's the American Civil War, and then there's, there's Captain civil, America yeah, civil, war. civil War. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, how's it going? Dude, great, really great. I mean, Primoz Roglic with a big stage win today in the mountain first mountain stage. Crazy earliest mountain stage in Tour de France in like 36 years. They went to the mountains in stage three, and it was electric. You guys, I'll take your word for it. You guys been watching on NBC? Mm, no, no, I I haven't. All right, all right. Hardest sporting event in the world. I'm the only one watching it. <laughs> Look, we talked about Luca for a whole. Yeah, dude. You weren't here. Well, similar to Luca. Primoz Roglic, I'm sure I'm mispronouncing his name, also Slovenian. So, hmm. is Slovenia having the best month of any country in the Balkans? <laughs> well, yes. The Mavs got eliminated, so maybe not. Yeah, but Luka looked so good that, like, it doesn't even, as a Mavs fan, it doesn't even matter. Hmm. Okay. Like, we're, it's, we're, the Mavericks are, at the moment, 2009 Auburn. Like, yeah, we lost to Alabama, but, man, we looked really good. Yeah, but you've already got your cam. Right, but it's different because it's like he's going to be here for hopefully 10 years. But, like, yeah, the ex- the expectations are not there. So now it's just um, you're always exceeding expectations. Like, 09 Auburn could have been, you know, 7 and 5, and people would have been pretty okay with it. But sure. they were so good only because we didn't expect anything from them. And or we expected, oh, my gosh, they're going to be so good next year. Or can you wait? I can't wait till that guy's a senior. Luca's at that level still. Oh, my gosh. Can you can you believe what this guy's going to do next year? Yeah. I mean, you hope. 
you know, it doesn't always mean he's going to be better. Right? Yeah. That means Am I true. still muted? No, you're no. not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of uh, Cam and 2010 Auburn, it's uh, it's the 10th anniversary of game week against Arkansas State. Mm-hmm. Chief, I think it was about this time a decade ago when you made a, a fateful proclamation, wasn't it? It was a, uh, a few days ago. I was reminded on Facebook. I, I, I didn't think that there was actual proof of me telling anyone this, but but there is uh, on my Facebook. Um, I declared that we would win a national championship that season. I started telling people to uh, buy their plane tickets to Glendale um, because I uh, – I talked myself into it while closing at work. I used to work at Old Navy uh, as a manager around this time. And um, I uh, was just sitting there talking about it before the season started and, and talked myself into thinking I, – I, I just talked myself into it. Uh, and not not in a, like, irrational, like – just excited for the season kind of way. Like it was a very, um, it was a logical approach to it. Um, now a lot of that hinged on my belief that Cam Newton was very, very good, but it also hinged on my, my belief that, uh, Chris Todd was not very, very good, but he <laughs> set records at Auburn under coach Gus Malzahn. So really it was your faith in, in Gus getting a real weapon at quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, really, that, that's what it amounted to. Um, and because there was no reason we should have won, should have bounced back like we did in 09 from, from 08. Um, the, and just just following on that, we returned basically everyone um, other than Ben Tate, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... I I was and I was really high on Mike Dyer as well, um, so no no pun intended. <laughs> um, the uh, so so it, it was it was really like a I I basically I went through the depth chart. We were just sitting there folding clothes one night, talking to one of my coworkers um, after we had closed, and um, just realized. I think we're going to do it. I think this is it. And, you know, uh, over the next couple of days, I, I talked to my buddy Ronaldo and he posted, he's the one that posted on Facebook that gave me the Facebook memory, knowing that, that it was around the 26th of August, I guess is when I, uh, I made the declaration that we'd win, win it all. So and we ended up going to the national championship game together, me and me and Aldo. So, well, the, the Arkansas State game was definitely a breakout. I mean, Arkansas State obviously wasn't a major opponent, but Auburn traditionally uh, 50 points just wasn't an option. Like That, that yeah. was never a thing that Auburn right. ever did. Um, and they put up 52 in this game. Uh, Cam, 186 yards passing, three touchdowns, 15 carries, 170 yards, two more touchdowns. I mean, that is... That is a wild stat line. But I remember yeah. it not being – I remember Arkansas State game not being so dominant. I remember being like – You guys say this, but, I mean, it was it was a 
35-16 at the half. Yeah. Yeah. I just what what is what are the quarter breakdowns? Because I don't remember it. So, so I, I remember Arkansas feeling State like scored first. Yeah. And it was 14-6 yeah. at the end of the first, 35-16 at the half, 45-23 at the end of the third. I think that 14-6 is what I remember. Just them putting. I think yeah. I think yeah, being they, only they up by first, yeah we we yeah we were only up by. Up eight at, at the end of the first quarter. I remember, I remember being like, we should be up by more than this. Oh, man. What are we doing? But I remember by the end of the game. So I watched. This is going to be a theme. If we keep doing these 2010 recaps. I watched all these games with one of my best friends who's a huge Ohio State fan. And he and I, he would come over to my house in Denver every Saturday. And we would just watch football all day. And we had two TVs going, a big one and a small one. And whoever's game was going to be the better game would get the big TV and the other one would get the small TV. Because a lot of times Ohio State and Auburn played at the same time that year. Yeah. And I remember early in the year, Ohio State was getting the big TV more often because I thought, and so did he, they had a better chance of being like a BCS team than Auburn did. Sure. And I remember both of us at the end of the Arkansas State game thinking, wow, this Cam kid's going to be really good next year. Like it was <laughs> it was still like next year. It was up until like the South Carolina game that I was still thinking, oh, man, next year we're going to win the Nationals. Like we're going to be incredible. Uh, yeah, I was already totally bought in on Cam like coming into this game. I was bought in on him being great, but I wasn't bought in on him being great in 2010. I was bought in on him being really good in 2010 and then another year of development being Yeah, I mean, I didn't think he needed to be great though, just because we won nine games with Chris Todd. Right. Setting setting records. Like, I, I thought that's really we just needed him to be good. Turns out he <laughs> he may have needed to be Cam to win the yeah. national championship. <laughs> I, well, I think he needed to be Cam in several it's not even a season long he needed to be cam they're just certain times he needed to be cam right in the season um let me read this second quarter to you for uh, for cam in the arkansas state game okay so first possession he uh he scores on a two-yard rushing touchdown um uh, arkansas state scores comes back. Tiger. um check that no so this is his first Rushing score. Okay. Matter of fact, Cody Burns actually scored the first yeah. touchdown of the season. So the ground. I've told every freaking person this, and people are like, no, no, Cody didn't score another touchdown because he scored the first touchdown of the season, and then he scored the first touchdown in the national championship yeah. game. Right. And, so, and which I thought was and he scored perfectly it, poetic. It was a rushing touchdown, wasn't it? It was a Not, rushing touchdown. Yeah, he was like wildcat. So how wild is that? that they they were not rushing Cam. They were rushing Cody Burns. That's the Wildcat quarterback. Cam scores in the two yard touchdown. Four minutes later, uh, 48 yard pass to Quindarius Carr. Three minutes later, two minutes left in the half. Cam scores on a 71 yard quarterback roll. Yep. <laughs> yep. And if I remember that's, right. That's got to give you a pretty good indication right there. That's when I felt pretty good about. There was a, I remember the the play of that game that I remember was a, like a 15 yard carry by Cam. 
it was like it was a snap to him. It was a broken play, and I feel like he broke ten guys' tackles in the backfield, looped around, kept his eyes downfield, and then finally took off running. And I remember looking at my buddy and being like, "What the heck was that?" <laughs> like that was the most unbelievable. And and but then his response, and I'll never forget, was like, "It was Arkansas State, man." Like. <laughs> Yeah, like those guys. None of those guys he just did that against could have been on his team. I was like, okay, okay, he's real right. You're right. So So I was very measured. A little bit of the, maybe a little bit of the the Arkansas State was competitive uh, thoughts is the possession breakdown is that Arkansas State had it for 21 minutes against Auburn's 15, and had the Auburn only had one more first down. Um, but you know we doubled them up in yards. So I think that's what it was. Was if you just kind of watch the game out of the corner of your eye, Arkansas State always had the ball. They were always, you know, they had 22 first downs. They were, you know, they did something with it. But every time Auburn got the ball, it was just 48-yard touchdown, 38-yard touchdown, 71-yard touchdown. I mean, super explosive and just never held on to the ball very long. Mm. Um, was Larry Fedora the coach at Arkansas State? Um, yeah, well, no, no, no. Is this when Fedora was only there for like two set? Like, I think he was only there a season before Gus. Um, he was there a while before Gus, though, because right before okay. Gus, it was oh, okay, uh, Hugh Freeze. Yeah, it was it's Fedora then because then it was Hugh Freeze for a year and then Gus for a year, right? Is that how that went? Uh, Steve, Steve Roberts, Roberts. In 2010. Yeah, oh, wow. I just looked at the same time. <laughs> Steve Roberts, and this is was were they the they were already the Red Wolves at that point, and uh, I think this is when they debuted their. I call it the Blind Wolf logo because the, <laughs> the wolf's eyes look like he doesn't have any eyes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't see Larry Fedora ever being at Arkansas State. Wait, wasn't he? he at wasn't? Ar- no, he was at Southern Miss. I'm I'm super yeah. confused. So Steve yeah. Roberts was there from 2002 to 2010, okay. and then they were um, FCS before 2001. And now he's the OC at Larry Fedora is at Baylor. Do you know that? Interesting. So he was he was at Southern Miss, and then. North Carolina, and then he was an analyst at Texas, and now he's at Baylor. Hmm. Um, wait, man, you know what I'm mad about is that that come James Jones is going to be so he's going to gloat about the fact that we thought Larry Fedora <laughs> was coaching at that gum Arkansas State, and I thought I was so smart bringing up the guy who was coaching Arkansas State, like so, I knew who that was. Where did Steve Roberts go after? I don't know, Chief. You could, I'm asking Ryan. I'm not oh. asking you. He could be a porn star at this point. Let me put it in the Google machine and let you know. Okay. Honestly, that's a name I didn't even know. That's a made-up name. That's a name from NCAA 14. Uh, Steve Roberts retired. Actually, no. He was an athletic director at Cabot Public Schools in Arkansas. Oh. Okay. 2011 until now. So he left the next year. We beat him so bad that he quit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and became the AD at a high school. 
in northern Lenoke County, and Arkansas. Actually, I say he retired. He's only 55 now. Wow. Wow. He's still the know. AD, isn't he? It looks like. Yeah. Interesting. At Cabot Public Schools in northern Lenoke, Lenoke County, Arkansas. 10,000 students, K-12. Um, yeah. Way to go, though. I mean, I don't know. Cabot High School, they seem okay. They got a, big, a nice looking stadium. Wikipedia's got all that stuff. They're the Panthers. And they have the same colors as Arkansas State. Maybe he just enjoyed that. I don't that. think this is going to make up for our uh, our Larry Fedora uh, gap. See, now, though, James is writing this down so that one day at a dinner party, <laughs> he can bring up what Steve Roberts is doing these days. We're doing him a service. <laughs> at the no. tailgate, he'll look at somebody else and be like, Man, you know what Steve Roberts is doing this day? We beat him so bad. He's the AD at some high school in northern Arkansas. Um, What's up? What's Hugh Freeze doing nowadays? He's coaching at Liberty, my He's friend. He's living a great life at Liberty with no uh, no scrutiny right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people love just sitting back and watching what he's doing. Oh, my God. <laughs> at Liberty. I'm sure uh, I'm sure old Freeze is into it, too. Oh, yeah. man. That is ca- more than casually libelous. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he just oh, loves good stuff. You know, just said he likes an audience while he's coaching football. Oh. Okay. All right. Uh, back to Auburn, Arkansas State from 10 back years to, ago. Back to a 10-year-old. We didn't to even to talk that. about why we were, we were kind of wanting to go through these games. Is, uh, it's it's kind of a it's, – it's very disappointing that Auburn isn't having a full season this year um, for many reasons, but one of them is that we won't – I have a feeling we would have gotten to relive these week by week in Jordan Hare Stadium mm. uh, if if we were going to be there this year, and and there would have been at least one big recognition of this team, um, and and we're really not going to get that. I, I suppose maybe they'll still do it, um, but that seems it'll be less than uh, a lesser thing because I doubt they're going to get the team there. Yeah, the 11th anniversary is not as... And 11th anniversary sucks. Maybe um, they'll do it so, at a basketball game. I mean, maybe, but are, is that, are, are we convinced that they're going to let people actually go to basketball games? That seems worse than letting them go to football games, right? It's less people. Yeah, but you're inside. That's true. I'm telling you, we got to have some outdoor basketball. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> you know, it was the first Olympics were outdoor basketball. Wow. True story. <laughs> I didn't know, you know the played basketball. And they played in there's, the rain. There's not much more that sucks than playing basketball outside. Yeah. I've never enjoyed it. Especially full court. I can't imagine. God. <laughs> in the summer. Yeah, it was the uh, the United States beat the Philippines, I believe. Mm. Um, and James Naismith was the one who actually gave out the gold medal. The inventor. Wow. Of the Did we not still own the Philippines at that point? Um, to beat the Philippines? No, I was wrong. Sorry, I looked it up just now. They beat Canada and Did Mexico. Still own finished, Can- no. <laughs> And Mexico was finished bronze, 1936 Mexicans. Olympics. Interesting. So North American affair. The right U.S. There. beat the Philippines in the first quarterfinal game. 
And they won the gold medal. The U.S. won 19 to 8 over Canada. In 1938, you said? 1936 in Berlin. So we were roughly 94 years before Cam Newton would win a national championship for for, or or defeat the Arkansas. And it was outside on a dirt or grass grass and dirt basketball court, like a tennis court basically, in the rain. And that's when the, in the rain? Yeah, and that's when the IOC said, <laughs> maybe we should play this inside. Wow. Were they still playing on peach baskets at I don't that know. point? But that's why it was 19 to 8, because they were playing freaking mud hole basketball. <laughs> yeah. The 30s were a wild time, guys, in Berlin. <laughs> I don't know, 36 in Berlin, there's a wild thing going on. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jesse Owens was running track in that same Olympics. Oh, that's right. Ryan, Jesse Owens was a... From African the great American. state of Alabama. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You ever driven up 65? Did we not mention him as our best Alabamian athlete when we did that? No, we didn't. We, we re- that's a that's an oversight. Yeah. Big time oversight. Well, he, he was on my list. Uh, that series just didn't really have the legs. Oh. Well. <laughs> yeah, he's from uh, he's somewhere in North Alabama. Not Coleman. Definitely not Coleman. I had to stop there for gas this weekend. Hmm. <laughs> Shout out to anybody from Coleman that listens to the pod. <laughs> All right, so we were going through. We one other thing we were going, we were doing, we we're going through these because this would be Arkansas State week, right? And because this would be a normal football week, and I, right? It's very odd that we haven't talked. It's almost like I've forgotten about the fact that we should be playing football games this weekend. Well, I, th- I think a little bit of that is, is is protection because we're not even actually sure we're going to have a full football season this year. Well, people will say that, and then all of a sudden the Big Ten's trying to move theirs up. Well, yeah, they realize they left all this money on the table. I mean, and, I, I and they realize that people <laughs> and, and they they thought they were going to get patted on the back for not for not doing it. I don't think they realized that there was going to be a reaction like, well, okay, you guys just sit over there and not do it. We'll, we'll be over here enjoying. <laughs> I think they're, I think they thought two things. Number one, I thought that history, they thought that history books would look back at the big 10 were mm-hmm. the leaders in this. And the second Maybe thing, even legends, they thought that everybody would follow their lead because they're the big 10 and pack 12. Yeah, I think you're right. And what they didn't realize is that nobody, this is nobody not 1986. Cares. Nobody cares what Michigan's doing. Yeah. Nobody I've cares. I've always said college football runs through Indianapolis and San Francisco. I mean, it's sure. the heart of the sport. Sure. sure. Yeah. I mean, Michigan's won a national championship more recently than Georgia has. So is Washington. Yeah. So is Colorado. Yeah. Has UCLA? I don't know, probably not. <laughs> yeah, USC has. Georgia Tech has too, mind you. Yeah. And Auburn. Well, yeah. I mean, it's been forty years. You guys, forty years. Yeah, I don't remember it. I wasn't born. We should have. That's the other thing. The sad thing about no fans at the games is that nobody's going to be able to do a forty-year anniversary of the last Georgia national championship at their <laughs> their games this year. I mean, got to get Buck Blue back in the stadium. Hmm. Get those guys out there on their walkers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> guys. Well, so 
we Herschel actually Walker recently have... made an appearance somewhere, I think. Sure, yeah. <laughs> right where you expected him. Yeah. Herschel Walker, known to come up when you least expect him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's doing M- MMA now? Oh, cool. Oh, he's super <laughs> political? Weird. Oh, he's trying out for the NFL at yeah. age 50? Okay. Hey, man, how about you just retire? Like, <laughs> just, like, do something else. Go buy a hunting lease. <laughs> so, um, Ryan. Yes. You had an idea for an article series for me. I did. And I think I'm going to do it. And now we're doing some editorial work on this pod. And no, let's, just, let's just brainstorm with the audience here. Well, yeah, it's going to be basically what Notre Dame has had <laughs> to announce <laughs> its television schedule. Mm-hmm. And one of its games is going to be on the USA Network, which is known for having the television show Wings. Um, yes. La Femme Nikita. Mm-hmm. Several. Um, Every law made for TV uh, movies. Jack. Which is oh, where, yeah. I, where I began Jack to feel female feelings towards a woman for the first time was watching wow. the episodes of Jag. That's well noted on the pod. Yeah. Already. Um, I think it makes sense that they're playing on originals USA. such as Monk. Monk, yeah. Psych. Psych. Burn Notice. Burn Notice. And now the USF versus Notre Dame game, which could. Big rivalry you, game. Could you pick out two more opposite schools? <laughs> this would be like LSU, Michigan. To me, Notre Dame USF is pretty polar, pretty opposite. So I'm looking forward to just, you know, like a 10 hour NCIS marathon leading up to it. And then uh, some wrestling on the back end, maybe. Sure. Yeah, I just, definitely you know, hope. Definitely uh, appealing to that Notre Dame audience. And fall asleep to watch an episode of Psych. <laughs> Notre Dame fans well, probably is, is this called Monk the Monk. USF? In Tampa? I hope so. I don't so. think it is. But I'm just wondering why it's on USA. The, the concept of Notre Dame. It's NBC Universal property, so uh, I guess. When is it? It's week two, I think. What week is that? It's October the 10th? I think it's, that might even be the weekend Auburn plays Kentucky. That's the first weekend of Auburn's schedule. That's okay, September. no, so this is, this is uh, September 19th. Oh, I'll tell you why. Tour de France. Why? Is that an so, NBC property? Oh, that'll be on NBC. That's an NBC property. I think I think that will still be going on. Yeah. How long is this race? Three weeks, my, my man. 21, 21 days. 21 days mm. in the mountains of France. Yeah, this year and they race be... every day of 21 days. Yeah, and no, they take two days off, but the last day is September 20th. Mm. The gr- oh. La Grande Boucle. So, anyways, so, this, this article that you're going to write, Crow. Yeah. Anyway, the game won't actually, because they race in France, which is on different time zone, obviously, than, than South and Indiana. So, unless they're showing the replay of the tour during prime time, I actually don't know why they're bumping the Notre Dame game. Um, the article I'm going to write is which cable television network fits which Power 5 conference team the best. USA is not Notre Dame. Notre Dame is TCM. 
or some station that plays things. That no Doesn't one the cares Vatican about. have its own channel? Yeah, actually, I think it might. But even the Vatican is more relevant in 2020 than Notre Dame football is. Not even the Vatican. Sorry, my Catholic <laughs> friends. Of, of course, the wow. Vatican is relevant. Wow. Pop Frank is incredible. Man. But <laughs> the, uh, the 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 best example of this is like MTV is University of Florida Gators football. 16 and pregnant. You know, all these great MTV shows. The real world. All these great MTV shows. <laughs> Jersey makes you, Shore. Makes you feel like Gainesville, Florida. Yeah. Jersey Shore. Yeah. Particularly. Was awesome in the 90s. Wife beaters and eh. not great now was kind of good in the early 2000s with Robin Big, the Urban Meyer era and the MTV era were really close. And then after Urban Meyer era, MTV does any do, do kids even watch that anymore? Like your teenagers and college students even watch MTV? I don't think I don't even get MTV. I don't know why you would. When I was in college, we watched MTV still, and that was not that long ago. Yeah, but it also would play Florida in was the. Well, it's been a long time now, Crow. I hate to break that to sure, you. Sure, it's been ten years, more. It's been yeah, it's more. been twelve years. Mm. However, yep. it's also been twelve so, years. So, can we put Wisconsin good. on Cheddar? <laughs> the the financial, the I, internet I financial website. Just... No, Cheddar's a like free TV service deal. Oh. I just think it's a missed opportunity if you have a channel named Cheddar and you don't put Wisconsin on it. Right, right. No, I, I, that's pretty good. I like my MTV Michigan Florida. Michigan History Channel. Yeah, Michigan uh, is the history channel. Texas is on the Longhorn Network. Of course, I already have one built in. <laughs> which I, now I get, by the way, which is pretty oh. sweet. Oh, that's awesome. I can watch random I think, lectures. Uh, I think this was Jay. Uh, Purdue would be on the NASA channel. <laughs> yeah. What are we doing with Alabama? Oh, man. Who cares? Um, hmm. Uh, I know somebody suggested Fox News. But... Alabama is <laughs> CBS. Is what? CBS. You realize that CBS, CBS is the most watched network in, the, in America? Yeah, it makes sense. Does it? Well, yeah, what so. do you watch on CBS? Who's watching these shows? Who's watching The Big oh. Bang Theory? Oh, the CBS has the, uh, notoriously the worst sitcoms yeah. of all time. Who's watching Young ends. Sheldon? Oh, God. People are watching it. It's America's oh, number dude, one new no. sitcom. Big Bang CBS Theory has like all the, the, CBS the, the big game show properties, don't they? Survivor yeah. and Big Brother and so I think Alabama uh, CBS yeah. number one Gary Wait, Danielson loves was... them. Number one Gary Danielson loves CBS loves CBS and loves Alabama football. Number two, who's you know Alabama fans think he hates them, right? I know. Number two, if wow. you're not an Alabama fan, you cannot figure out how anybody is one, and you I don't know anybody who watches CBS shows yet. They're the number one network in the world. And I can't figure out who's watching Young Sheldon. To me, CBS yeah. in Alabama. Yeah, that, I, I think that's... I don't think you know enough 50-year-olds. Well, I, well I, you're, I, you're I, also not, you're not from Alabama either. I no. think that, that, that may affect that as well. Because I know 
so many people that love Alabama. Well, no, I know Alabama fans. I don't know why they're Alabama uh, fans. I, I know why they're Alabama. I know the people that I know why they're Alabama fans. But I get it. I, I can CBS is pretty good. Uh, I saw a guy in Dallas yesterday with a giant Alabama A on the back mm. of his Dodge Ram 1500. Is he sideways? <laughs> no. Oh, they're never straight. But dude. it was a little tilted. And he did yeah. cut someone off and then freaking roll coal on them. Which is like <laughs> the dumbest thing in the world. And I'm just like, yeah, man. What's funny is my wife, Borat voice, um, has for the longest time thought that I was an idiot and being mean saying that Alabama fans are just bad people and terrible drivers until we moved to Auburn. And then she was like, no, you're, you're right. Every single bad driver <laughs> in town has an Alabama bumper sticker. I was like, yeah, they all do. That's just the way that, that it, that it is. All right. Maybe we should take a break. All right. And then talk about real football. And we're back at the 41 minute, 25 second mark of this podcast after, well, yeah, after not some, yeah, we'll, we'll have to six this minutes of a, an interview we recorded on top of a 30 minutes of that interview earlier, but this file were 41 minutes. Who <laughs> knows, behind man. the curtain for everybody. Who There's knows, an interview man. coming next week. <laughs> or maybe not. Oh, yeah, who knows? You know what the wild thing about that was is that Ryan told us we had a guest, and then we logged on, and we had a guest. Yeah. For the first time forever. We're we're one for three on that at this point. (laughs) (laughs) So he does that just enough, Chief, so that we can, like, we'll believe him. Yeah. Yeah. So next week we'll be like, hey, you know who we've got this week? It's freaking Bo Jackson. (laughs) Let's log on. I'll be in. I'll be in my uh, suit in here waiting to interview <laughs> Bo Jackson. Yeah, show up. Hello, Bo. Hello, Mr. Jackson. Uh, <laughs> Vincent. Uh... <laughs> so, can I interest you in the college football slate for this weekend, guys? Sure. I'm it not going to watch it, but you can tell me all about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Me either. Probably. Well, hey, I mean, I think I made this joke last week, but uh, all the premier programs in the state of Alabama play this week. Got UAB playing Thursday night against Central Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, ULM and Troy. Oh, never mind. That game's postponed. <laughs> okay. And uh, who am I missing? Some, USA Jackson, was was on the schedule. Where'd they go? At some point, we got to take a peek at this three game Jacksonville State schedule. <laughs> three. Uh, USA games. Southern Miss on Thursday night as well. JSU uh, because the OVC that's Ohio Valley Conference for those of you that don't like acronyms. Uh, or basketball. Yeah. Uh, they canceled their season, but they allowed their teams to play any games that they scheduled outside the conference or whatever. So Jacksonville's getting paying for this three-game season by playing at Florida State. Uh, and, then, um, and then they're playing, well, supposedly, we'll see if it happens. They're playing Mercer and then playing UNA. Hmm. Weird, weird, wild stuff there. That is well, dynamite. Mm-hmm. You've heard about the uh, the Commander in Chief trophy this year, right? Sure. The Air Force, Army, and Navy. But pretend like I have it and tell me about it. Okay. So you know, Navy's in the American, and they're still got a full slate on the schedule this year. Uh, Army's independent, and I think they've got a 
solid 10 games or so scheduled. And Air Force, eh, Mountain West canceled their season. So Air Force is going to play two games, and it's Army and Navy. I think they're a month apart. They're going to, that's their whole season. Hmm. That's all they should play every year, in my opinion. (laughs) And I think they should play it like 10 times. They should play a full season's worth of Army Navy games. Just everybody at the same location. They play a three team round robin every weekend. You would think (laughs) that they have better, like, you would think that they have more important things to worry about than the SMU defense. I don't know. I mean, the, the president's all about getting Big Ten football back, so well, I'm sure I he's checked, directing the troops that they've got to play, too. Last I checked, these troops Super are about cool. to go over to Afghanistan still. Not to be political, but we are still <laughs> fighting a war in Afghanistan somehow. And these guys are going to go do that. So they should probably not worry about what's going on with the Rice Owl. What better way to train? <laughs> than a, do, do most of these guys end up over there, they're all in officer training school, aren't they? Sure. Yeah, they all graduate as officers. Okay. So maybe not necessarily in combat. Some of them surely would be, though. No, look, I not no to do, I'm, and don't take that as me diminishing their service at all. <laughs> don't want, not trying to get political here either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what political side I took, but I took one. Yeah. The political Maybe side of talked about hey, it still being an football, isn't it? <laughs> Not quite as strong a stance as when we uh, talked about lacrosse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh God, uh, is lacrosse playing? I don't know. Uh, you know who is playing? Is FC Dallas is playing? MLS is playing with fans here. Wow. Okay. And they've had like two or three games. Hmm. Uh, like a. F- Full retinue? Oh or gosh, just... no! Like um, they're like doing like twenty percent of the stadium, which is like ten thousand people. Yeah, and even that, that, it's a billion degrees outside. So like, not <laughs> why many... would you want to? Yeah, if they're getting like a thousand people to show up to these games, and they're spacing them out. Yeah, a bunch of yeah, them booed. I'm just starting to throw stuff on the field because of political stuff. But yeah, I've been uh, just out on MLS basically since. I mean, I Frank DeBoer was really hard to watch. They fired him, uh, but then also just the how disjointed this that this season has become. Like I don't, I don't really know what's going on with MLS. So, no, just haven't really been paying that much attention. So, guys, we had a practice today. What are you guys hearing out of Auburn? Did we? Allegedly. Okay. The main thing that everyone – this is like we've, we're finally getting some like normal off-season content in that. Yeah, yeah. We're hearing random acts of valor and feats of strength mm. from freshmen and internet celebrities like Mark Anthony Richards. So a guy that – people online have been talking about as this great thing. Now the beat writers are asking questions about him because they know those answers will get clicks in the message boards. Right. And the players are doing that thing where they're like, Oh man, he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah. Have you, have we ever heard a player not say something glowing about another player? 100%. I don't think we ever have. Could you imagine? Uh, other, other than, I, I uh, think, uh, other, 
last year. There may have uh, been some negative comments when Stidham was around in 2018. But. From the players? Allegedly. Wasn't that, wasn't that the rumor? It was, oh, the yeah, players well, don't. Marcelo yeah, came out with that quote. thing, and then all of a sudden, the, the, the Deshaun Davis was like, no, we never said that. And got all about there, mad at him. There was never a quote, though. I'm, I'm saying quoted. I think there may have been some quotes last year from uh, some of the de- defensive linemen uh, talking about uh, another defensive lineman. Um, Who could it be? Yeah, needing to try a little harder, I think is yeah. basically what he said. That's as that's rough and tumble as you get. Normally, almost 99.9% of the time, it's always – you would think that the the person the player that they are asked about is the greatest player on the team, right? Especially if that player has never played meaningful snaps. Yes, yeah, right, right. Um, but yeah, Mark Anthony, the uh, the third member of the triumvirate, uh, I think. Uh, Is it the first or second triumvirate? If we always forget, second. I think it's the second right. one. Well, he's going to be part of a new triumvirate in the Auburn backfield with Sean Shivers and <laughs> some other guy. The tank. <laughs> the tank. Tank Bigsby, man. Was Mark Anthony the guy who ran against LSU last year? No, so that's DJ Williams. Yeah. Yeah. So he's going to be the third guy. Mm, I don't know. No, it's going to be Tank. You think Tank's going to overtake a guy who actually has played snaps? Auburn's yeah. leading returning rusher? He's going to – is DJ Williams Auburn's leading returning rusher? <laughs> well, now that uh, Booby Will- uh, Whitlow's oh, at Western Illinois, he no, sure no. is. We'll probably see all of them on the field. I hope we see as many of them as we can, and I hope we see I... them at the same time. <laughs> Just four running back. <laughs> four running back backfield, two tight ends. And then there's Harold Joyner. Oh, oh man. man. I forgot about Harold Joyner. God, I love, I love that guy. <laughs> I, I want him to be the feature back. Mr. Wheel Route. Because he's so big. Good God. Yeah, I want him to be the feature back. We haven't heard I haven't heard peep about Harold Joyner this offseason. Me either. Is he still with the team? Does he have coronavirus? Mm. Well possibly. I've been told I'm not allowed to, to comment on other people's it. medical status. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Let's not get Ryan off speculating over there. Gosh. Might have something far more serious than COVID. Yeah, some real rumor mongering. <laughs> Guys, if uh, you yeah, are if you are uh, familiar, we did get at one point Ryan insinuated that a person on the team had a terrible disease in a group chat, and we will forever call him the rumor monger for that. <laughs> um, I, I think what eight players had COVID, and another eight had to quarantine. Was that what it was? I forget the numbers now. 16 players were quarantining, I, yeah. I think, is the final number that we were given. Um, uh, that's, you know, I, it's not unexpected. I, I, I don't. I think we're I, doing better than a lot of the other programs are doing yeah, with it. Yeah, probably. We, we had to shut yeah, practice down for a few days, it seems like. Um, yeah. But. But it's not like we've got the situation that LSU has right now where guys are out and out left and right. And, and they're all kinds of COVID cases and. I think somebody said they were down to 70 scholarship players. Jeez. Well, that's, that's not that's not that crazy. It's usually Well, I mean, usually you're shooting for what 85? Uh, 80. Oh, okay. Maybe it's more than I thought. That's that's half a class. It's hmm. yeah. Not ideal. No, not at all. Hmm. Yeah, I I mean it's 
if someone was surprised by the fact that we had some COVID cases pop up, I, I, I hate to break it to them, but that's probably not going to be the last time it happens. Uh, just got to hope it's not during the season and not a whole position group or something like that. I think the interesting thing to think about with this is that because the NCAA has already come out and said they're not going to count this year in terms of eligibility, mm-hmm. that I would I would say that you're going to see guys get like you're going to see whole position groups maybe come down and coaches just like bring up freshmen. Yeah. They would normally be redshirting and you're going to see some 18 year olds have to play positions where they shouldn't play just because coaches know, Oh, I can play this dude for free um, yeah. this week and next week. And it's not going to count. Well, this we has may- already happened to a certain extent. I don't know if, uh, y'all caught any of the highlights from the Austin P Central Arkansas game? No, uh, <laughs> it was it was all over Twitter. So that, that, they had by the way, three was different guys. In Montgomery, Alabama, crow. Yeah, playing oh, okay. the There were three different guys on their in their media guide or their roster or whatever that were listed as being able to be a long snapper. None of those three guys played. What? So, so as you can imagine, uh, the, the first snap on the punt went over the punter's head by a, a good five feet. Oh my God. Uh, the second one was a worm runner, just rolled it back on the ground. Um, I know at one point they were almost going to like a, a deep shotgun for the punt, where the, instead of being 10 plus yards on line of scrimmage, he was five or six. Uh, just, I, I don't know who the guy was that's punting. Um, maybe he was, or not punting, but snapping. Maybe he was a long snapper in high school. I kind of doubt it. <laughs> I mean, that, we're, we're going to see a, that kind of stuff this year. It's a situation where you might see a linebacker playing corner at some point or something crazy like that um, or safety. Um, that I, it'll be interesting what to see What happens when your kicker goes down with COVID? I mean, well, Bo Nix, man. Nix, buddy. Um <laughs> Wait, hey, I have a uh, breaking where... news. I need I need a quick reaction from the AU chief on. I'm being told that uh, Jaimes James Rodriguez to Everton is a done deal. Yeah, dude. I, I meant to I meant to bring that up already. Yeah, we're getting James, baby. Uh, and uh, and Allen from Napoli, and we're looking at De- Decore from Watford. We're gonna upgrade that that midfield and maybe get to eighth place this year. <laughs> Man, it's a big deal. I know none of those names. James well, Rodriguez, uh, uh, Rodriguez is a star. Should be way better than he has been in his last couple of years. Yeah, his his only good season since the World Cup was under uh, Carlo Ancelotti, which is uh, Everton's sure. man, man, manager now. So. He is a Colombian superstar. Yeah. Very good-looking gentleman as well. Similar to Egan Bernal last year's Tour de France winner. There are currently five Colombians in the top ten of the Tour de France. Columbia wow. taking over professional cycling. Oh, that's interesting. High altitude. That yeah is Columbia at high altitude. I, oh yeah. Okay. There are more people from like the Bogota area in the Tour de France than from the United States. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, James. Well, guys, I'm excited. Our buddy James Jones yeah. is going to get a James jersey because it's his name. He's got perfect. To. He's got to. I'm going to get an Isaac Okoro jersey unless it's the Knicks. Oh, shit. Oh, the Knicks. Man, the Knicks. 
<laughs> yeah, we tried to we tried to talk a ton of basketball, but without you last week, Crow. But guys, I'm telling you right now, if he falls to the Suns, he is going to be a star. Well, I, I will buy that jersey. A star, time. because that team needs him. Period. Man, you, you think they could trade up for him? You think they're interested in him? I don't like, know. Well, he could still fall to ten. That's a thing that could happen. Yeah. Be kind of a bummer, but it'd be a good bummer, I guess. What's the worst place he could go for the him? Knicks. <laughs> I mean, he'll probably get to play. Um, the worst place he could go for him would be to be number one overall, the Timberwolves. For oh, well, that's terrible for anybody. For two reasons: one, being number one overall, there's so much pressure. Whoever this year's draft, whoever's number one overall, is going to be a bust. Only it's because your favorite player, Anthony Edwards. Well, there's no like Anthony Edwards is not a number one overall pick. Like whoever's number one overall this draft is going to be a bust because there isn't a guy in this draft that you're like, oh, that's a number one overall pick. Yeah. So like whoever it is, Lamelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, go into the T Wolves. People are going to expect him to be a star. Yeah. And he's meanwhile, whoever goes number two. Number you want to be number two. Th- number two is going to the Warriors. Yeah. Unless I believe that more likely the Warriors are going to trade that trade that pick out. Because so what if they what if they trade back to eight with the Knicks, and then Okoro goes to the Warriors at eight? No, they're going to trade for an actual like veteran veteran talent. Oh, so the Knicks don't have any of those. Okay. No, the Knicks have, so the, the Knicks, Knicks got get, nothing. Uh, for the who's with the Who's with the Thames and wants out? Car Anthony Towns. Sure, isn't he there? So maybe the Warriors trade. No, because they're not trading. They'll be trading up. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like the Warriors trading to like um, wherever the Blazers are end, ending up for Yusuf Nurkic or somebody like that. Mm. Go get Melo from the Blazers. <laughs> and like, or like CJ McCollum. Mm. Um, and that would be what they would do. Like, the Warriors don't need a rookie. Yeah, they're they're not. Yeah, in the in the market for a number two guy. Got, why, why don't they maybe make he these fall, trades? Maybe he falls sooner. all the way to thirteen and gets they to play with uh, Zion with New Orleans. They can't. They can't make these trades until oh, they after the season's trades. over. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They can't make player yeah. trades. So yeah, you're Ryan. If he were to fall to New Orleans, that'd be pretty rad. But I don't think he's going to fall that far. Now they this, could trade this, up, but this draft seems like a, a draft full of like number five picks. Is that, a, does that sound accurate? That is the best way to describe it. It's a draft full of guys who should go five to ten. And Isaac's one of those guys. Sucks for the uh, people that win the lottery in those years, right? Sure. Like you don't want like right now. The imagine last if it was last year, mm. and the Warriors had the second pick and get Ja Morant. Oh my God! Right. So like, you've got Steph and Ja on the same team. Yeah, Ja Morant, yeah, Steph Curry, and Clay Thompson is your one, two, three. I mean that's yeah. Oh my God. Or they could trade Ja Morant for sure. something huge. Pretty much anything. <laughs> I actually like the Pistons for Okoro a ton because of Blake Griffin. Like another guy, again, Isaac's not going to be asked to be the guy in Detroit because they've got Blake Griffin. Yet Griffin draws double teams. And so Isaac's going to be open a lot. Mm. I don't like the Hawks for, uh, for Okoro. I don't like him. Is that a general sentiment? No, I just don't. I don't, I don't like the Hawks as a fit for him. They've already got a slew of wings. They got so many twos and threes. Like, I don't know. 
where they now same thing with the Knicks. They've got a ton of twos and threes. The Knicks have no ones they can shoot and they have nobody who can shoot threes. They, plays uh, wing. they got a man by the name of Jared Harper. Yeah, I think. And Jared Harper, I think has just made the team. Just, <laughs> like he's just on the team. I think that they don't have enough guys for him not to be on the team. Man, what a terrible organization. <laughs> like, like I think Jared Harper is, has lucked into the fact that he might who's, be a one or two on the, who's their the GM start, now the point guard for the Knicks. Um, it's a great question. Who is the Knicks, the Knicks GM? And then we can go, cause this is going to say it's Spike Lee. Scott Perry. Oh, um, I don't okay. know anything about Scott Perry. Is that Steve Perry's uh, brother? Of journey fame? No, <laughs> it's Matthew Perry's brother. Of oh, fame. just Tyler kidding. <laughs> um, James yeah, Dolan Tyler. is the issue. So. Yeah. Oh, obviously. I mean, Phil Jackson came in there and did nothing, basically. Yeah. What a disaster the Knicks are. I wonder, I, it, because they've had just dumpster fire after dumpster fire there. I wonder if Bill Simmons re, would rethink his Isaiah Thomas being the world's worst GM uh, thoughts, because everybody, everybody there is the worst. Like, <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, I don't know. But Isaiah's been terrible everywhere he's been, so maybe that's... Well, they just hired Tom Thibodeau. Mm. Okay. So, they're going to play good defense. That's all we know. Oh, Jared will fit in. Plays pretty good defense. That's all we know about the Knicks. God, what a mess. I'm Mm. looking at their roster, and it is just... (laughs) It's like they don't... Like, I cannot tell you what they're trying to do. The so bottom line is we want Isaac to go to the Suns or the Warriors. Yeah. Like in a league in which everybody is playing small, spreading the floor, shooting threes, they have decided to not have three-point shooting on the team. But also not to be particularly big hmm. or fast. So, sound plan. <laughs> like they got a really good defensive point guard in Frank in Kalinka from France, but he's just a really inefficient player. So people don't like didn't him. They, didn't they have like three superstars on their team a few years back? Like Derek Rose. And I mean, this is like five years ago now, I guess. Uh, and Carmelo and somebody else. Yeah. They got rid of Mello. So they got Dennis Smith jr. From the Mavs, who is a great player. If you, if it's, if you love dunks, oh, I do. He's an inefficient scorer, not a great shooter. They got um, Julius Randle, former Kentucky great, big forward, doesn't shoot threes. They've got. He's also old, is he not? I'm not that old. Born '94. They got Elfred. Yeah, old. Older than me. They got Alfred Payton, point guard, formerly of the Orlando Magic, doesn't shoot threes. I, they got nobody on the team. Kevin Knox maybe is their best three-point shooter. Well, good luck, Jared. R.J. Barrett also doesn't shoot threes. Jared Harper might already be the best three-point shooter on this team. That could be probably said no matter where he goes other than the Warriors. He's still theoretically a two-way player for them. Hmm. But it would not shock me if he's 
legitimately on the roster. He's also listed at five foot ten. I think that's uh, <laughs> generous. Well, Auburn had him listed at six foot, did they not? It's yeah, true. He's, he's shrunk two inches since he was at Auburn. Yeah. Well, guys, we've got we've got an hour. I think this is a good one. Um, next week we've got an interview for you guys. It's going to be really special, and we'll talk a little bit about Kentucky. Mm, yeah. Should we start right. that next We're still week? a couple weeks out from that. Okay. The football season that never starts. Can you can you name anybody on Kentucky's team that will play? Joey, Joey Greatwood? No. Oh. Mm, he, he, no. He's not eligible yet. Yet. <laughs> yet. Uh, nope, I could not, Ryan. Not if no. you put a gun to my head yeah, right now. Right now I'd be dead if you put a gun to my head yeah, and ask your name either. a Kentucky player. <laughs> Uh, Randall Cobb. (laughs) Bonos. Adios.